Corona Diaries. I diary of COVID. The COVID Arforanga. I diary of COVID. The Pukuchachicha Corona. The stories behind the mask. The stories after the mask. The stories behind the mask. Izinda bangi mumba we mask. Amabali emva we mask. The kanakaloche si pipa ukumulo. Hello, Mulen, Sanbonan, Dumilang, Avusheng, and Huyamor Ramzans. Welcome to the final episode of this season of the Corona Diaries podcast, documenting life during and slowly but surely after the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Nosi Potlope from the JMS class of 2022, and I am the host for the final episode of the sixth season of Corona Diaries from the class that makes the stories you hear on this podcast. After a thrilling and content-packed season full of stories about the highs and the lows we've experienced during the pandemic, we can start to be more optimistic. This season, we were adjusting our tempo ever so slightly as we shared with you some stories that look ahead. Let's take a quick trip down memory lane. In episode one, we heard from our diarists who warmly welcomed us into their lives, introduced us to their loved ones and friends to learn more about how they felt about sharing those stories with us and what they'd like to hear more of. In episode two, our storytellers told stories in the first person about their experience of the pandemic and beyond. And now for this final episode, we listen to some stories from their families and friends. While we have your ears, please remember you can now listen to our companion podcast, Uhambululi, and where you are now. These podcasts celebrate language and identity and the 50-year existence of the School of Journalism and Media Studies. Also be sure to engage with us on social media platforms at Rhodes underscore JMS using the hashtag JMS50. Remember how quickly we had to adapt to a different way of life in 2020? The COVID-19 pandemic has affected many people around the world differently. Not only were the consequences of the virus physical, but they were mental as well. For those who are away from home, the pandemic took its toll. Andre Collins spoke to Sheben Bond, a 23-year-old working as an au pair in New York. She tells us about experience of how the pandemic affected her mental health and well-being. The COVID-19 pandemic has disproportionately affected many around the world. Not only were the consequences of the virus physical, but it was also mental as well. For this interview, I spoke to 23-year-old Shiba Mbondo on how the pandemic affected her mental health and well-being. Um, so before the pandemic, I was working as an au pair in New York. And um, I had a bunch of new experiences because I was in a number of new places and I met a lot of new people and we became friends. In 2022, the CDC reported that disruptions and consequences related to the COVID-19 pandemic, including school closures, social isolation, family economic hardships, family loss or illness, and reduced access to health care raised concerns about the effects on the mental health and well-being of students. Okay, so I was still working during the pandemic as an au pair. Um, however, I do believe that the pandemic affected my mental health because there were a lot of heavy restrictions, um, especially in New York, because that's where it was hit. COVID-19 was hit the hardest. Um, so I wasn't allowed to see my friends as much. And so I became quite withdrawn from everyone. Um, and also I couldn't communicate with my family in South Africa because of the time 
um, certain differences. Institutions of higher education worldwide went through unprecedented change because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Various studies were conducted on university students to determine just how much the pandemic has affected them. However, even with all these studies, it seems as if the universities are not really taking the matter seriously. So what I've noticed is one of the biggest problems um, in universities currently is the lack of communication between the students um, and the lecturers. Um, I think during COVID-19, we were sitting in front of um, laptops and so forth for about two years. And um, once COVID-19 ended, we were kind of thrust back onto campus and we have to now interact with our lecturers as well as the people around us. And um, I, I don't think people actually have the skills to interact with each other anymore and nothing is being done by the institutions. They're just being ignorant about it. And the workload is also just overwhelming. There's definitely kind of this play of power coming into the situation because the government, universities, lecturers, they don't necessarily need to worry about, um, I would say, the students' mental health or the workload that has been put out. Different people from different walks of life have a story about how the pandemic truly affected their lives. Some of us lost our loved ones, some of us lost our homes, and some of us lost our jobs. Different industries faced a lot of struggles. Sponi Songwane takes us through this as she talks with Sfi Songwane, a VITS master student in theatre and performance. She recalls her experience in the performing arts during the beginning of COVID-19 and the lockdown with all the regulations. And the breaking news this hour coming through from the Minister of Health, that's Dr. Zwilim Kize. Uh, the statement does read, then reading this live, then of course, as it has just come in. This morning, uh, the National Institute for Communicable Diseases confirmed that a suspected case of COVID-19 has tested positive. The whole world was hit with the never-before-seen entity in 2020 by the name the coronavirus. Extreme measures had to be put into place in order to prevent and stop the spread of this virus. Certain measures, such as the nationwide lockdown, were put into place. The lockdown impacted a lot of the industries in South Africa, including the performance theatre industry. Sifu Songwane, a master's candidate at Wits University, gave us some insight on when she realised that this virus was going to impact her field. Okay, so when COVID-19 hit, I knew that it would have a huge impact on my industry in particular, because we are an industry where we're always working with people um, and we're always together in rehearsals or we always need to have an audience in the space experiencing the performance or the production live. So we were one of the majorly impacted industries in South Africa and in the world in terms of the theatre industry in in its in itself, right? So mm. people were not allowed to be in the theatre. The theatre was closed. It was not profitable to be a theatre maker in South Africa um, in 2020. We saw a lot of businesses shutting down, schools shutting down, airlines and airports, travel, you name it. As soon as President Ramaphosa announced that we were going into level 5 lockdown, no one was allowed to go anywhere. 
when it comes to the arts, a space where people usually coexist together in a theatre, it had to be very daunting. Sifiso highlights the extent to which the way they had to find ways to adapt to this new climate. Well, I think the, the, uh, a highlighted moment for me was when I started to see artists, um, well, theatre um, artists, starting to explore how they can use the digital space for theatre um, performances and putting their works online um, instead of doing live performances, mm-hmm. which was the case before COVID-19. So um, I started to see theatre practitioners looking at Facebook as a space for performance, looking at Instagram, even WhatsApp. A lot of unprecedented measures had to be used to adapt to working and producing during COVID-19. We still see some of these measures being used today in society, and so it was of interest to find out what the performance industry has taken from COVID-19 times and still uses today, post-COVID-19. Okay, so short and sweet. How, you know, this digitizing performance um, technique that we started to master from 2020 has now like grown into how I develop my work now mm-hmm. would be that like throughout any process of either teaching theater makers or creating my own craft or working and collaborating with other artists is always um, um, a documentation like a digital documentation of that process where so we take videos we always are recording audio we are always storing things on the cloud like now it's no longer just a physical process unfolding where we're rehearsing in the rehearsal lab and then we keep coming back to rehearsal but we are constantly documenting taking videos, taking pictures, taking snaps it is truly evident that 2020 turned out to be a year no one expected. One lesson we all learned is that ordinary human beings like you and me can be heroes, just like Olibile Manyabelo, an educator for more than 20 years. Our diarist Dumi Somaseng spoke with him to find out how they, as a school, survived the pandemic, what challenges arose, and how they faced them. We faced the pandemic for more than two years, drastically changing our lives. We had to change our way of living and find a new norm. Well, my hopes for the year, the beginning of 2020, on a personal level, it was that of growth, another year of growth, and also anticipating learning and becoming a better person as an individual, also advancing in terms of work and my knowledge. The world as we knew it was beginning to change. Everything was falling apart and only the bravest would survive the storm. The response of my colleagues and myself after the hard lockdown was made official by the president in 2020 was that of disbelief, was that of shock, was that of anxiety, if one has to put it that way. And that was also made worse due to uncertainty that prevailed in relation to what was lying ahead for us. The confusion that had to do with how we were going to manage things through that process of lockdown. The teachers and students were facing an impossible situation. For matriculants, it was a worrying thing in particular for them, given that losing a month 
it was like going to lose almost a term's work. And obviously, this was made worse by the fact that at school, we, we did not have access at that time to ICT, meaning that learners would not get educated or education at home or taught at home. Learners would not necessarily access the things that other learners would access, especially learners from former Model C schools. Some of the teachers, we as teachers, had WhatsApp groups for each subject and would send, for example, explanatory voice notes to learners. And for those learners who had access, who had access to data, those learners then could then utilize those uh, voice notes uh, in a way to assist the learners. Not all heroes wear capes. These teachers are real heroes. They did their best while facing one of the most challenging things we have ever been through. They might have not reached their goals yet, but they have made a massive difference in many school children's lives. You are still listening you to are still listening Corona to Diaries. Corona Diaries. The pandemic has been an eye-opener for everyone around the world. It may not have affected everyone in the same way, but everyone has an experience to share. These are the stories we have for now. As we embark on this journey of life post-COVID-19, we are sure that many new stories will be shared. This is not goodbye. This is a see you next time. Remember, you can listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. In the meantime, remember you can also listen to our companion podcast, Uhambolunwimi, and where you are now final episodes. Engage with us on Twitter at roads underscore GMS using the hashtag GMS50. Until next time, goodbye. Amabali, Mvakwe Mask. Dikanakalo, Chasipipa, Ukumulomu.